uh, my friend, I'm Brother Pete Bounder of Greenville, Mississippi. We are happy to have this opportunity to come in your home with the message of the Lord. Today we're just going to be going over into the Word, and we're just going to be ministering to you out of the Word of the Lord today. You can see that I got my sword right here. Excuse me, pray, Lord. Seems like get a little distracted with something, <laughs> pray, Lord. But we just going to carry it on, Amen. Now, but anyway, uh, we're going to be going into the Word today. I got my sword, and we hope that you got yours. The Bible, the, the, the Bible itself teaches that the Word is a sword, and I hope that you read yours, pray the Lord, and study it. And if you got it at hand, pray the Lord, it'd be, a, uh, you know, a good time to go run it and and get it, and we'll study along together, pray Lord. Now, it's always appropriate to say a prayer and ask the Lord bless it on anything that we finna do in his name. And since we finna uh, melt the word of the Lord today, it's, it's, it's appropriate that we say a prayer. Let's pray right now. Father, we have thank you for the opportunity that we have to share the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with your people today, Father. Lord, I ask that you get flushed out your way. Oh, no one need to hear from me. They don't need to know my opinion or my thoughts, but we need to know your your definite wisdom on things. In the name of the Lord, I pray, amen. Pray, Lord. Say, I don't want to say opinion because the Lord don't have an opinion about nothing, amen. Uh, what the Lord said is definite, amen. He, he He's not opinionated. He don't have no opinion about nothing, amen. Praise the Lord. So the Lord put my heart in me in there, so I got to be careful, cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to use the word uh, uh, opinion. Praise the Lord. You know, yeah, I can give you my opinion, but the Lord don't have no opinion. It, it, what He say is definite. Amen. Now we're gonna be coming from out of the book of uh, Romans, and we're gonna go to the sixth chapter. Now I want to say something on next month, which is July. Uh, we're going to have an in-depth study of the vision that the Lord gave me in 1979. And from time to time, the Lord stood my spirit to talk about these things. And, and really, that's basically the foundation uh, of my ministry is to talk on those things. I mean, in 1979, he showed me some vision. And, and over the years, I don't put some video together, amen, and done the best I could to uh, represent these vision, amen. Um, um, I'm not done wrong. I'm trying to think of what these folks do that work in these drafts and stuff, pray the Lord. Animation. I got some animation that I done myself, amen. It might not be the world's best animation, but I done the best I could to show you. So we're going to have a vision. What I mean is uh, with the the animation and my ability to do a little stuff, pray the Lord, the Lord, and bless me to be able to do a little stuff uh, with animation. I'm not the world best, amen. I don't dwell in it too much. I don't do it too much, amen. Yes, enough. Yes, enough to get by. Because God told the prophet in the Bible, said, make the vision plain. Write the vision down and make it plain. So my goal this time around is to make the vision plain. And we're going to have a graphic. Graphic that I done up on the screen, and I'm gonna do the best I can to show you with this graphic what the Lord showed me. 
Now, one of the things he showed me in the video, you know, he written the word down, God will look down from where he sat and pay his judgment. I got a little of this graphic right now. And uh, now when I first did this here and look at this graphic, my, my friend, it was so close to the real thing that it almost scared me because when the Lord showed me this vision in 79, I mean, that, that the stuff that he was showing me was causing me tremendous anxiety and worry. And it just, it just caused me a lot of fear. It caused me to, uh, so much fear I was saying to myself. And I even prayed. I didn't want to see nothing else, praise the Lord. But the Lord let me know, say, it's best to know. Pray the Lord, it's best to know these things. Amen. Pray the Lord, so we're just going to pass it off. So we're we going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my time with it during next month, and we're just going to go take these visions from day one and and, and, and search the scriptures. The Bible said the people in the Bible and Paul, they, that's what they done. They search the scriptures to see if these things is so. Pray the Lord, we're going to go in the Bible, and we're going to pull out all these scriptures. Amen. And we just going to have the word go line by line and precept by precept. And we're going to examine these things closely together. As I share each vision, do the best I can with the help of the Holy Ghost, break the, break the vision down to its simplest meaning. Pray, Lord. Because, my friend, we are in the last days, pray, Lord. And, and the Bible let us know that these things are done that the Scripture might be fulfilled. See, certain things got to take place for the scripture to be fulfilled. If they don't take place and the scripture don't be fulfilled, Jesus is not is gonna not gonna come back. Pray the Lord, He's not gonna make His way back until these things be fulfilled. And and we'll see now that these things is in the progress of being fulfilled. And God always raised up prophets. Prophets is the mouthpiece of God. Amen. They they got various uh, tasks, but but He always raised up prophets. Pray, Lord. Now, the modern-day prophets is a little bit different from olden-day prophets. The modern-day prophet, we got the word. We got the written word right here, pray, Lord. All that does says the Lord we need is already written in the book. Amen. And the Lord let me know modern-day prophets is to confirm the word. That's all. My task is to confirm the written word. The word is already written. I have no dust, says the Lord. The only dust, says the Lord, I got is the written word right here in the Bible. Praise the Lord. And, and, and the Bible let us know that if, if the Bible says, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him confirm that these words is true. So in the, in the modern day prophets, the last day prophets, is to confirm the word, to let us know that the written word of God is true, to point to the word. Because everything God has said is written in the book. Pray, Lord, it's right there. Pray, Lord, and the Bible says we don't need to add to it and we don't need to take from it. Pray, Lord, he said, blessed is the man. Uh, pray, Lord, that don't add to this word. And said, cursed is the man that, that add to it or take away from it. See, we're not to add, we're not to take away. We are to preach and teach just like it's written. Point to the word. Point to the prophets that is in the Bible. Amen. Because these words that are written in the Bible, these are the words that we're going to see fulfilled in the last days, pray Lord. Now, the Lord is going to use such people as myself to point out a little thing that going to lead up to certain things. Amen. I know we started getting off with a little message, but I want to prepare you and try to encourage you to be sure to tune in uh, for the month of July for each broadcast. 
Amen. Because we need to keep up with each one, amen, so we don't get lost along the way. So all of them start making sense, amen, because we got to go from one to the end, and hopefully they'll make sense, amen. So they're going to be dealing with the inside, end time prophecy that we can see. The Bible let us know. It said, if there shall rise among you a prophet of green or green, and they speak a sign of one, and that follow not, that follow not soon afterward, that's which the Lord has not spoken. Amen. And the Bible talks about the sure word of prophecy. The Bible is the sure word of prophecy. What God has written in this book is definitely going to come to pass. And we are living in the fulfillment of these things. We're going to see a rapid increase in the things that is written in the word of God. Amen. And we hope to make sense. And we're going to explain all that with the help of the Holy Ghost, amen. Let's, let's get ready to pray, Lord, because we finna see uh, things take place, amen. I'm going to share a scripture with you now. Well, the Lord gave me way back there in 79, pray, Lord. He said, I'm going to do that, which I have not done before, whereon I shall not do the like anymore, amen. Now, I, 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 when he gave me that back there in 79, I thought we really were 80. And I said to myself, don't the book increase ask teach you that there is nothing new under the sun? Pray Lord. And the Lord finally gave me a revelation to clear up my understanding. The new part here, the thing that God's going to do in the last days is going to be on a scale that he has never done before, pray Lord. They're going to be on a tremendous scale. That I pray, Lord, that we have not witnessed since the foundation of a world. See, we, there's always been earthquakes, calamities, pestilence, and so forth. Pray, Lord, volcanoes, droughts, all these things. The, the economic, the, uh, where the economy, like the one that we've recently been through, or uh, the Great Depression. My mother, they, she used to talk about that, pray, Lord. They, they were little children when it had my grandma. She would talk about it, pray Lord. And we heard a lot about that that depression. They are, everyone called it the Great Depression because it, it affected so many people, pray Lord. Well, we getting ready to see something far worse than that, pray Lord. I don't call it a depression. I don't call it a, a recession. I call what God finna do in the near future. Uh, economical disaster. And I'm pretty sure that we might have this term a whole lot from newsmen and reporters to lack. Determine this as an economic disaster. Pray, Lord. We, it's coming, I mean, we getting ready, God getting ready to hit us with a severe economical disaster. Pray, Lord. That's what it's going to be. It's just going to be an economical disaster. Pray, Lord. Now, when it bottom out, I don't know what the bottom going to look like. The Lord ain't showed me the bottom of this thing. But it's going to bottom out because all these things, the Great Recession, it had a bottom. The recession that we just went through is bottom. And I heard one of you men say, when it bottom out, it's going to start coming back. Pray, Lord. And this going to work the same way. When it bottom out, I don't know what the bottom going to look like. And it's going to come back. But it ain't, we ain't going to never see this standard living that we enjoy now in our lifetime. There's going to be a change. Pray, Lord, it's going to be a tremendous change. And we'll never see, we'll never enjoy this standard of living now in our lifetime. Pray, Lord, probably not even our children or grandchildren. 
Oh, see, this time, this this uh, standard of living, no more in America, pray, Lord. And my friend, I believe the world, pray, Lord, that, that this, this, this is just going to be an economical disaster. Pray, Lord, we gonna, it's going to be a new norm in America. When it come back, it, when the economy does come back, it ain't coming back to this no more. And whatever it come back to, that's where it's going to stay in until it happens again. Pray, Lord. Because we, Lord, gonna give us blow after blow after blow until America becomes so poor. We gonna be behind Mexico. The economy of the world for this part of North America gonna look like this: Canada, number one; Mexico, number two; United States, number three. Pray, Lord. <laughs> that, that gonna be a big drop for us, pray, Lord. But that's when, when God gets through, that's where we're going to be at. America going to be number three. Canada number one. Mexico number two. And America number three. Pray, Lord. We're going we gonna to sink that far. And who knows how far else we got to go. Amen. I just want to share that with you. Amen. Pray, Lord. Amen. Pray, Lord. I told the church, pray, Lord. I, I told everyone in church that you don't think I'm a prophet now. When this happens, you will. When this economic disaster takes place. Amen, because it's definitely coming, amen. Uh, amen. I don't want it to come. If I could stop it, I would, pray, Lord, but I can't stop nothing, amen. The Bible said God does whatsoever God want to do it, and no man can stay his hand. Praise the Lord. It reminds me about uh, Samuel when he was a little kid, and God had called him to preach, and God had spoke to him, and, and uh, Eli Asked him and commanded him to tell him what the Lord had showed him and didn't leave nothing out. Pray, Lord. And he did, yes, did. And he wasn't so so good. But Eli responded, well, said, it is of the Lord. Let the Lord do whatever pleases him. Amen. And that's all I can say. These things are going to be off the Lord, and we can't do nothing about it. Let the Lord do whatever pleases him. Now, let, let's go over to Romans, the sixth chapter. Amen, and I need to get a little uh, help here. Amen, over the years, you get to the point where you need uh, some help. I remember when I was little, they came to school and they had uh, some eye tests that they were uh, tested one eyes in school. And the teacher read off the shots uh, of the report back that the eye examiner had given the teacher. And the teacher said, I had 20 in one eye and 30 in the other eye. At that time, I thought I had, this is what I was thinking, because all I knew was 20 20. And I know if you had 20 20 eyes, then you had good eyesight. But the teacher said, I had 20 in one eye. The examiner said, I had 20 in one eye and 30 in the other eye. Praise <laughs> Lord. But what what they were saying, what the examiner had said, and I didn't know that that time was, that I had good vision, that the eye that had the 30 was better than the eye with the 20. I didn't know that, praise the Lord. But I later found out that how to determine your eyesight is how well you see at so many paces. Amen. So a person that can, that, that, a person that at 20 paces is, is average, I guess, but when you step 10 more back and become 30 paces, that person with 30 sees better than the person with 20. Yeah, man. But now, I believe, pray, Lord, 
my vision gets to be around by five or ten. I don't know. Yeah, man, but I tell you right now, they ain't that great. Yeah, man, but thank God for what it is. Now, now let's go to the sixth chapter and read that problem. Praise the Lord. You know, I enjoy these little Bible teaching like this, praise the Lord, nice and quiet. Yes, you and me, not nothing to disturb us. Amen. All right, now, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the renewing of our life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And the Lord is pressing on my spirit to read the sixth verse. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that herefore we should not serve sin. And I want to stop right there, amen, because the Lord gave me a revelation on this, amen. And I believe that's why we, we are lacking it in these last days. We, we lack teaching from revelation. That we are trying to we're trying to interpret the word of God with our natural mind, with our natural ability. Paul talks about being carnal minded. He said when when you when you, we do certain things like division, he says some say I am a Paul, and some say I am a Apollos. He said when we divide ourselves like that, we think of means and not as spiritual. Praise Lord, you know what we thinking with the carnal mind we're Function with the carnal man, and most people nowadays is trying to interpret the word of God with the carnal man, and that's where we fail. That it's hard to understand the word of God with just your carnal man. My father he used to say all the time he was a backslider. I don't know when he backslider, but when I came along, pray Lord, he wasn't going to church. Amen. Now what I mean is when I got big enough to to to, to understand things, I really pay any attention to what was going on around me. He didn't go to church. He went a lot of places. I don't know where he was going, but one of the places I definitely know for sure he didn't go to church. But he talked about the Bible every day, and I would see him read the Bible, and he made mention how he used to go to church, sing in a child, I mean, sing in a little group and so forth, pray the Lord. And, and I went to visit my uncle, and I was a grown man, pray the Lord, and I found out that he once was preaching the gospel. But stop, I didn't know that. That was a total surprise to me. Amen. But he was a backslider. Amen. But but he often said that the Bible contradicted itself. Now, when I was little, I believed him. But once I got grown and got into the Word myself, I discovered that the Word don't contradict itself. It seems that way if you look at it with your current mind, because you read one way here and go right on and read another way. I'm give you at least one or two examples. And we're going to go back to this here because I'm taking a long way around today. Because I realize that so many listening in today, you, we, we understand things with the carnal mind and we miss it with the spiritual mind. And for so long, we've been listening from the, 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 the carnal mind, even with pain ties. You know, a lot of folks talk about pain ties, man. And the Lord put them on a lot of folks convinced now that ties don't work. That's because we understand it with the natural mind. And we're trying to bring it about with the natural mind, but we need to understand it with the spiritual mind. Now, we're not going to go there today. Pray, Lord. But the, the little example I'm going to give you now about 
tell them in the evening, pray Lord. If I believe that's the right one, then yes, that's the right one I'm going to use today, pillow in the evening. The spiritual pillow to go to the carriage, run alongside the carriage. And when he did, the Enoch was coming from Jerusalem, watching the Bible give a little background scripture of what was going on there, that he was a, a man of high authority. I think he was over the credit one. But anyway, he was coming from Jerusalem from worship on the way back to Ethiopia. And the spirit told Pillar to go near, and when he did, the, the, the Enoch was reading Isaiah, where he said that he was bruised for our, I think, uh, uh, for us, pray Lord. And Philip said, understand what that really, and, and the, the Edom said, how can I accept some man to guide me? And he had the cabbage stop and he had Philip to come up in, in there. And the Bible said, Philip began at the self-same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And when they came to a pull of water, the Edom asked him, said, what hindered me from being baptized? And Philip let him know nothing. They went straight forward and baptized him. And the Bible said, Philip saw the Edom no more because he was caught up, pray Lord. God, you take him up from that spot right there and put him somewhere else, pray Lord. That was just a sign for the Edom that, that, that what the thing that Pillow had taught him was indeed real and from God. But all right, now you read Pillow that he began at the self same street, teaching this Edom. But later on in another Bible, in, a, in another part of the Bible, you read that we have no need that no man teach us nothing. Well, ain't this sort of contradicting itself here? We read in one part of the Bible where it says that we have no need, that no man teach us anything. Now, I'm like Paul read along about now. I speak to those that know the Scripture. The Spirit got me speaking to those that know the Scripture. Those that don't read both souls. Where we don't read, where the Bible teaches us that we have no need that no man teach us anything. But the Enoch said, how can I understand if some man guide me? Praise the Lord. Well, let's look at it from the corner man. The corner man is that we need somebody to teach us. It's, it's evident. Pray, Lord. We need somebody. So the corner man of Enoch realized that I need someone to teach me. Pray, Lord. He said, how can I understand the word if somebody don't guide me? And Pillar went ready and taught him. Now, from the spiritual point of view, this is what is going on. Pillar didn't need nobody to teach him because he was being taught by the Holy Ghost. See, when you're saved, you're taught by the Holy Ghost. But the Enoch was unsaved and a carnal man in man, and he needed a saved man to interpret the word. The Enoch was doing the best he could and couldn't understand nothing. The, the Holy Ghost said, Pillar, you say, man, you understand this. Run side that carry. And when Pillar ran there, he looked in there. Uh, you know, I you know, I don't know why the Edom didn't think that it's strange, but Lord, maybe he was so caught up in, in, in puzzle with it. But anyway, I believe God had something to do with the whole situation. That's why he told him to come on in there. But anyway, Pill looked in there and said, You understand what you read? And he said, No. See he couldn't he couldn't grasp it with his corner mind the man on his own. He he couldn't comprehend it on his own. It wasn't making sense to him. And he asked Pillar, he said, who do this man talk about? Is he talking about himself or somebody else? He was reading it, but it just wasn't making no sense. So Philip, the spirit man, began to teach the unspirit man, the eater, 
pillar was the spiritual man, being taught by the Holy Ghost. Philip had that clean mind and could understand the mystery of the Scripture. The Enoch couldn't understand the mystery. So he needed a saved man to reveal unto him the mystery of the Scripture. Because he read in the Bible where Esau, where he said he was chastised and bruised, but it wasn't making no sense to him. He couldn't understand it. He couldn't draft it. So he needed someone to reveal that mystery to him. Philip had a revelation. Now, another uh, place we might find some examples. I ain't forget all got about what we going to talk about. Pray, Lord. But the Holy Ghost got me going this way, the long way around. Pray, Lord. And he's going to put it all together in the end. Jesus came to the disciples, and he said, Who do men say that I am? They began to say, Some say thou art Jeremiah, some say you are John the Baptist. And Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter spoke up and said, thou art a Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus replied, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. See, Peter had a revelation of who Jesus was. That's what we need in the last day. We need a revelation of the Scripture. We just don't need a carnal man and interpretation of the Scripture, but we need a divine revelation of the Scripture. Pray, Lord. Write the divine word of truth. A workman that needed not to be a chain, rightly divine the spirit of revealing the mystery of it. Now, the mystery, let's look at the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible said there was a woman with an issue of blood that had paid all her sustenance to doctor, but only through the worst. I don't know how bad off she was, but it said she had got worse. Pray, Lord. But she seen a commotion, and it was Jesus. The Bible paints a picture that Jesus was on his way to pray for someone else. But there was a lot of tugging. See, Jesus was a famous person back there. Pray, Lord, he was very famous. And I can imagine if a famous person come around, that, that, that folks going to be trying to just touch him and so forth. And, and the apostle was around Jesus trying to keep the crowd back so they could go on. And the Bible says she said within herself, she said within herself, if I but touch to him his gum, I'll be made whole. And she pressed her way there through that crowd and taught his gum. And the Bible said when she did so, Jesus felt immediately in himself virtue left his body. And Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? And the apostles, you know, with amazement, said, Lord, with all these people tugging and touching you, and you going to ask who touched me? But Jesus was talking about a touch of faith. And the woman came trembling, and you told us to conclude the broadcast for today. This is Brother Bounder here. I trust the Lord that our message have blessed you and have stirred up your heart and spirit. If so, write me today and let me hear from you today. Now, my man, I read the symptom Brother Pete Bounder, P.O. Box 4258, Greenville, Mississippi, zip code 38704. Our, our email is at aol.com. That's com. Our website is PeteBoundTheMinistry.com. I'm say it one more time, PeteBoundTheMinistry.com. We really love for you to come and check things out and let us know what you think of our, our website. Now until our next broadcast, this is Brother Bounder saying be richly blessed of the Lord.